With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This fan base is amazing. The city of Cincinnati is amazing, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Desmond fakes a handoff, runs to the right. He's got all sorts of room to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Bearcats! 25, for the middle of the field at the 35, and he is gone! Trey Tucker will take it 98 yards to the house. Ball poked away by DeJulius. Diving on the floor to grab it is Oguama. Bounces it for Lockett. Fires ahead to Adams Woods. DeJulius for three. Good! Cincinnati has scored 17 straight. The one-handed catch. Hands it off to Marcus Jones. He has tackled it to 34. It. And it is over. Zero losses. Zero doubts. Opportunity seized as the Bearcats send a message to the college football world. Did you see that? Hello, listeners, new and old. Welcome back to your favorite Bearcats podcast, New Blue Cats. I am your host, Justin Hiles, accompanied by my great friend, Steve Maurer. And we are here to bring you the very best of the Bearcats. Every so once in a while, we're getting towards the offseason, but we're finishing up basketball. Hopefully the Bearcats can finish the rest of the season strong. Make sure to follow us on Twitter if you aren't already at Cats Pod, and check out our post-game Twitter spaces when we do them. With, ev- with all of that said, we've got a very, very interesting interview for you guys today with none other than Chris Helmers. He's done everything. If you don't know Chris, you probably know his face because he is literally everywhere and he is very hard to miss if you attend a game. Like, you cannot miss him. He is probably the most notable guy in the arena, in the stadium, running around like a chicken with his head cut off constantly. So Chris is a great guy. It's a great interview. Had a lot of fun with him. Stick around. Check that out. Probably be about the 20-some, 30-some minute mark, depending on how much Steve and I have to talk about here. We've got things mixed up. But with that said, we're going to do a little bit of a download from where we've been over the past week. So far, the Bearcats have had a pretty interesting basketball season. Not everything has gone according to plan, but things are looking up as the Bearcats have won their last two, those against ECU and SMU, notably the SMU coming this past weekend. Hell of a game. Hell of a game, hell of a finish. The Bearcats played nearly the exact same way they did against Houston, except instead of playing Houston, we were playing SMU, so we came out with a win. Uh, (laughs) Steve, if there's anything you've got to tell me about ECU, hit me with it now. Otherwise, we can just cover SMU real quick. Uh, made a lot of threes, one by 28. I'd say that's pretty good. Uh, down pretty good. the pirate <laughs> ship. Down the pirate ship in our last trip to, I don't even know what their arena is called. Their last think. trip here. We have, I think we still have to go oh, to. Oh, true. Um, right. That was at home. Yeah. To what am I thinking? Minji's arena. Minji's, yeah. But it should, it should be a problem. Another high no more, no gym. more, uh, no more fever, fever trips 
Uh, those are no fun. Uh, for those of you who might remember that, what season was that? Was that was that 2019? I think I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, but yep. Either way, not fun. We're gonna hope that we pull out a win there. But Bearcats did take care of business at home, um, leading them into their most recent game. Bearcats are now 13 and six. We're 13 and five going into this. Sorry. 12 and five. I'm my mind scrambled. We're all over the place, but it's good. The Bearcats came out on top 54, 52 played pretty damn hard. They might not have been dominant in this game, but they played really hard. And I think out of all the people who really showed it, Victor Locken, man, that man is something special. Um, needless to say for a road trip to go out and get get close enough to a triple double with blocks, I think is insane. Granted, it's still, it's, you got to get a double double to be close to a triple double, but he had six points, 10 rebounds and eight blocks, which tie. I don't know if it ties program record. The last time that was achieved was like probably Kenyan era was like over 20 years ago, long, long time ago. Amazing performance. I, I, was absolutely floored and down the stretch having two clutch blocks to end up winning the game on, I guess it was one possession, skip one. And then the closing possession SMU trying to score both times, getting rejected both times, Victor Locken stud balla in the paint. (laughs) Victor blocking. Yeah. What's the blocking. Yeah. What's more impressive, Justin, the fact that he like, you know, collected eight or that he was able to do all of those and make it clean enough where he didn't like make the ref make a call on a foul, even though like, you know, he got all ball. Like usually refs don't let you like get away with that or, you know, usually they will, they are more inclined to call the foul just from mm-hmm. watching college basketball over the years. So pretty impressive. I'd say that he got eight, like just to be able to rack up eight is damn impressive. And yeah, yeah. six ten. Six points, 10 boards, and eight blocks is a hell of a stat line. That is one hell of a stat line, including a steal as well, too. Um, you know, it, it's it's nice. We, we've talked about this throughout the season. It's a developing story. Uh, Victor Locken is like, really just stepped into this role and stepped up. I mean, I think a lot of us probably last year, going into this year, would have expected Odie to probably get that starting role, just given his experience. And... Granted, Odie is starting now. Maybe the minutes don't quite reflect that when you look at somebody like Davenport, who is still getting the starting minute share, but is coming off the bench as a little bit more of a spark plug. I don't know what to say, man. I mean, <laughs> Victor is just special. It's it, You can see it. He has tenacity. He goes after the ball every play. He plays hard. I think he's really starting to kind of fill... Not he will never fill the gap, but he's starting to do a very good job of taking that place on the court that Newman has when it comes to injecting energy, when it comes to playing hard defensively, when it comes to just showing up on every single play. I think we've kind of felt like that was missing on this team, and I think Victor has definitely done a very good job of that and has definitely made our team much more physical down the stretch here. And it'll be interesting to see how his performance continues throughout the year. Obviously we need him to stay healthy and need him to stay out of foul trouble, but I think he's also done a better job. I mean, he's going to, he's going to get those fouls. I got to say like to have eight blocks and to not foul out as well is also impressive (laughs) because usually 
you know, you're, you're edging on it there. He did have four fouls, but regardless, great game uh, for the Bearcats to come out with a win in their final trip down to see the ponies in Dallas, Mike Adams woods. I, we got to talk about him too here because I think uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of names that have kind of gone through this revolving door in the program the past few years. And Mike has stuck around through uh, the good times and the bad, mostly the bad. And it's just nice. I think over the past few games, he's really kind of stepped into his own. Um, I will say it's, it's been interesting because usually when Micah is doing very well, DDJ and Davenport fall off the face of the earth. (laughs) Um, I do want to mention that as well too, because I think this is really interesting in this game. Uh, Davenport one for eight to Julius one for eight, but Ma and Nolly are a combined quick maths, uh, six plus seven. That's 13 plus 13 for 24 and combined for over 30 points. So, you know, in, in a, in a very close game like that, if you got guys who could just figure it out when you're, you know, guys that you expect to be hitting the shots every single game. Um, when those guys are doing it and the other guys aren't, you got to have somebody hit shots. And thankfully, thankfully we're figuring it out how to round it out for the team, but um, still do yeah. need to see some improvements in consistency. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I mean, Mike is shooting like 40% from three on the year, averaging about you know, <clears throat> uh, 12 minutes a game, like, which is, I mean, I, I, I do think too, like this is kind of what you've wanted to see from him as he evolves, like this is year four for him now. And I I think we were all kind of wondering, you know, what would his role be this year? Because Rob Finnessy uh, came in this year, obviously Landers Nolly came in, but I really think he's taken that role for himself and he's made himself an every game starter. And mm-hmm. like there's of all of the conference games, he's had at least 11, except for one, like, uh, you know, and UC is four and two in this conference and it's in no small part because of Mike Adams Woods. And I, I think that's something too, where, you know, we, we, we've been talking for, for, I feel, I feel like it's been about 10 to 10 years, but about, yeah. you know, the past year and a half about how Jeremiah Davenport, he like, we can't really be leaning on him so much as like the number two scorer. And he's shown that in like games that when defenses take him into Julius away, like, you know, it's, it, it's kind of like, hard for the Bearcats to score because they have to rely on just Landers Nolly and then whoever else is able to score. But Mike Adams Woods adding an extra punch in there. And I don't know if that's a concerted effort by Wes telling him to shoot more or trying to get the guys to find him more open shots or getting him to like, you know, go into the lane and take, take and set, like get to the free throw line, but whatever they're doing for him, man, it's working and he's really paying it off. And, this was something I tweeted at Alex Meacham, I think last year, but I think that this is, you know, the, he's a fourth year guy now. And uh, unless he transfers, like hopefully you'd have him back for next year. And like, that's a fifth year guy who's giving you 12 to 15 points every night that, Mm -hmm. that adds up. That's a lot. And you don't know if DeJulius is going to be back here next year. You don't know about Davenport looking pretty, a little bit farther down the road probably than, but you know, for right now, when the shots aren't falling for Davenport and Julius, you need somebody else other than Landers Nolly to step up. And Mike Adams Woods has been that guy. And I, I love it for him, man. Like Shuey, like everybody, I feel like everybody likes him. Like no one is like, 
I don't like Mike Adams Woods. I feel like he's pretty well liked among our fan base as well. And I think it's just been the Micah Adams Woods reckoning like the past mm-hmm. 10 games because, you know, over 10 points in every game, but one uh, averaging about 12 in those games and, you know, knocking the ball down from three, which is great. Like he, he made four yeah. on Saturday. That's awesome. Yeah. I think the biggest thing too, is like, we, t- you, you kind of touched on this already, but I think anyone's gripe if they had one with him was just that he needs to be that third level scorer on the team. Yep. And it, it's, we need him to be that. And you, if you're going to have a guy who is sharing so much of the minute load as a guard, you would expect him to be hitting those shots. And I think now we're just sort of seeing that, you know, offensive fruition kind of come through. Um, and to, to be fair too, like he has been that guy too. I think it's, he hasn't always necessarily been a high volume scorer, but he has been very consistent throughout every game. And that's, he's not the kind of guy who just disappears off the board. Um, and that's, that's what we've talked about it. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch a guy like DDJ and to watch a guy like Davenport and Nolly, which these guys are your high volume scorers, but they go in and out every game. And it's one of those things where like, when you have that happening, you have to have somebody who's consistent. Maybe it's not loading it in every night, but you know, if you've got DDJ dropping 25 one day, and then you've got him dropping two or four the next day, you need somebody in between there. And um, I think Locken as well, Locken, Nolly, and um, Ma have just kind of been those three that have really just filled in the holes um, when that scoring isn't hitting and has kept us in games too. I mean, if Micah didn't come out shooting the way that he did, we probably don't win this game. I mean, Victor did a great job of keeping us in it defensively, but I mean, you, you've got, <laughs> you've got to find the offensive rhythm and, and, Again, I mean, this is a thing that we've we've harped on so many times, but now that we play the live and die by the three kind of basketball, you see when you live and you see when you die. And when you die, it's against teams like Houston. And when you die again, again, it's in a game like this against SMU. And that is when you need those kind of guys filling in those gaps. And Thankfully it happened for us this week and we managed to get out there with a win and maybe it's ugly. Maybe we're running out of the dr- uh, running out of the gym, you know, with our asses on fire and trying to get to the plane with as much veracity as possible, but a win is a win. And the Bearcats are 13 and six. Um, something that, Steve, if you would like to highlight this, you brought this up to me, and I thought this was very interesting. Something that we could say last year, uh, the 13 and six Bearcats, or the 13 uh, or 12 and six, whatever it was, Bearcats. Um, you sent me a very interesting text this, uh, this past weekend about how the Bearcats were at this point last year. Yeah. How did they round yeah. out the season so- last year? Well, uh, so we were uh, we were actually fourteen and five at this point, and then we uh, I believe 14. it was the Memphis game that we lost. Um, I or no no, you know what? I don't really like to think think about last year. So, but anyway, fourteen <laughs> and five after nineteen games last year, thirteen and six this year, mostly keeping pace. Now, uh, 
uh, I don't want to tell you what happened, Justin, last year, but uh, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, we went four and 11 down the stretch. Uh, no, sorry, four and 10 down the stretch, including losing the last five regular season games. So hopefully that doesn't happen this year. But, yeah. you know, um, I, I think that it, what's different, too, about our, our net uh, rating from this year and last year is that last year it started pretty high and then it just kept going down, you know, mm -hmm. where this year it was a bear market last year where this year <laughs> it's been more of a bullish market keeps going up, going up. Yeah. And um, I, I think there's something too, where, you know, like I think year two best expectation for this team would have been to be on the bubble. And, you know, like I think we've talked about a few times with the slanging guys with go beer cats and, or, and just on this podcast about, you know, how the expectation expectations have changed at different levels this year. And they, they're clearly not one of the top 25 teams as we've seen, uh, you know, when they play against the top 25 team, they, you know, weren't, weren't able to really compete uh, other than like the second half of the Xavier game. But, mm -hmm. you know, we, we've played Arizona and Houston, two top 10 teams. Well, I guess Xavier is a top 10 team now, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> so but i i think what you've seen though is that it's kind of the other way around where we're not careening about to careen off a cliff it's that the net rating has been solidly improving still and mm -hmm. i think there's a lot to like as we head down the stretch here obviously um as we record we have usf tomorrow night um uh, on wednesday night as you're listening to or tonight as you're listening to this um should be a good game for the bearcats usf is probably a lot better than their record as Wes miller said in his press conference uh, today and like they played Houston really well. They played uh, a couple other teams really well. Temple, uh, I, I mean, Temple. You know, oh, I don't bring them up. They're, they're the T words on this podcast, Justin. Like I, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> talk about Temple. You know, you know how I feel about them. Um, <laughs> this is another tra a classic, you know, American Conference slash Big East trap where we've mm -hmm. like gone in here and it's always a dogfight and we are just hoping at the end that it's like a one point win. I think there's may, maybe been like two games where it has been like more than five points in this margin of victory that the Bearcats mm -hmm. have won by. So, um, but I, you know, just looking ahead still too, you got Memphis in a week and then you got Houston after that. And like, this is a tough three game stretch for the Bearcats, you know, but I, I, I really think if you can split like three of these next six games and I'll pull up the schedule right now and, vamp for me a little bit you know okay so well, I, I have gonna, it up now yeah um so at out south florida home for memphis at houston uh home for tulsa home for ucf tulsa is bad this year but other than that like those are three quad two or quad one games like you know the memphis houston and ucf those are three solid games three of them at home as, as well with the only two on the road being tomorrow night at usf and houston as well yeah. So, I mean, and you know, if you can win three of those games, I think you make you like a, you still on track to keep rising in the net and maybe make it a, a, a question on selection Sunday rather than just completely off the table. Right. And, and where we're at too, I mean, we do have, we've got 12 games left. And so if you look at our current record of 13 and six, there is a potential to get to 25. If you were to have a miracle season, is that likely? Very unlikely. What is most likely? I think that the Bearcats could achieve 19. I think that's po I think that's doable. Win six out of your next 12, and you've got it. I mean, 
you, you six out of your next 12, you, you maybe lose Houston, Memphis, Memphis, a UCF and one other odd one or two other odd ones. Maybe, maybe at Tulane, but, but yeah. You, and, the, you, and that's, right. that's if, you know, and that's, that's, I, I feel pretty confident about being yeah. able to get something out of the next, not even out of the next three, but after USF getting something out of those next two in Memphis and Houston, Houston, yep. not so much Memphis at home. It feels right. We swallow. I mean, Memphis's program. If those of if those of you have not watched, Memphis is in. They're they're staying steady and par for course, but they lost a lot of talent to the portal last year. Um, and as you guys may or may not know, um, Tyler Harris, who was a Memphis guy through and through, like grew up in Memphis, wanted to play for Memphis, ended up playing for Memphis transferred to USF and that's who they have to play uh, tomorrow night. But you know, you've got him, Amani Bates left as well. And then on top of that, you also have, of course, Landers Nolly landing in Cincinnati, you know, Memphis has seen a lot of change and we've got one of their guys who's been in the system and knows it. I think he's going to come and play really hard. And I think that we have a good shot to win that game at home. It's very doable. And if you can if you can take two out of the next three with USF in Memphis and you lose Houston, that puts you at 15 and seven. Then you've got the rest of the board. You've got Tulsa, UCF, Tulane, South Florida, ECU, UCF, Temple, Memphis, SMU. There is a lot of winnable games in there. You just have to. Don't let don't let any of those sneak by you, really. Yep. Just go in there and take care of business. And I think the Bearcats are a bubble team at the end of this. It's just, you've got to be able to take care of business. Win six out of your next 12. Win six yep. out of your next 12. Hope for a whole lot of chaos that puts you in 19. You're probably not in, but it it puts you right there on the edge of that. And if you can manage to get a Memphis or a, if you get two Memphises and a Houston, if you could, oh my God, if you could win the Houston game, if you could win the Houston let, game, let's just, the Bearcats let's just are not in. even, let's just not even like, we're going to have hope, only... Steve. I'm tired of the narrative of we have to lose to Houston. It is over. It is done. I'm going to believe that we win against Houston on the road until I am proven. Otherwise I want it to happen. I want it. I want it. I want it. All right. I want it to happen. All right. All right. I will not hear we... otherwise. We have, we have too much of this loser mentality playing Houston we had Houston for so long and played so well against them. And now we've just decided to throw in the towel. I'm tired of it. We are okay. going to beat Houston. Right. And if right. we lose, I will be sad and we will talk about it. But until okay. then, I am expecting to win. All right. That Sounds is my good. rant for the day. Okay. All right. I'll <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> That's that'll um, be clip worthy. Me yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Definitely do that. Yeah. But um, just, just to wrap it up, Justin, um, I'll keep it simple. Anything that is better than our record last year is a positive. And, you know, like just as uh, hopefully we can keep going up and, you know, next year. And I don't, you know, we'll, we'll see. I don't know like how positive we can be about going into the big 12 next year. There's a lot of COVID seniors leaving uh, the big 12. So maybe the Bearcats can sneak their way in and find some wins here and there, but 
I, I think anything better than last year's record, hopefully you get to the 20 win mark. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, anything, anything past that point is progress. And I think we should be, we should be happy with where that puts us and we can worry about next year, next year, <laughs> uh, or so, I guess uh, in eight months, but Justin, you know, who else has 13 wins on the season right now? Memphis. UCF? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm thinking of your Cincinnati Bengals pulling oh. it out right at the end, oh. out of the oven. To there it is. The division rival, Baltimore Ravens. Justin, can you just tell me about your experience at that Nashville Bengals bar? Um, oh. Just just tell me what happened during the Sam Hubbard play. That's just all I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I want to hear more. All, tell me what happened, yeah. First of all, shout out to Tailgate Brewery in Nashville. It's in Mount Midtown. Awesome bar. They pack it out for Bengals games on Sundays. Awesome environment. If you are in Nashville stopping through during the season, hit it up. With that said, Samuel Hubbard. My God. I there I've seen a lot of like electric plays like in person. I've seen a lot like, you know, in a bar setting around, you know, that's screen with friends. There is nothing that has equated to that moment other than, well, maybe like all three of uh, Mick kicks <laughs> kicks last year. But like that moment was just it. It felt like coffin nails like it wasn't because clearly it wasn't with how the rest of the game went after that. But still, it felt like coffin nails. Everyone was losing their mind like it literally was crazy, too, because like that's a that's a thick boy touchdown like. It took him a long time to get down there. He had to get some oxygen. I felt like I needed oxygen after that. I feel like I need oxygen after just talking about it. Incredible play. Bengals figure it out in a game, which I I did not say on here, but I said to, I swear to God, every single person I talked to before this game, this is a trap game. This is such a trap game. And they made it out because who cares if it's at home? Who cares if it's against a team with a third string quarterback? That's exactly what they want you to think. It's against a team with a third string quarterback and you're supposed to win. That's when you lose. That's when they figure you out, especially when you play them the week before and they have that time to figure you out. Awesome. Awesome win. I am so, so happy. Uh, the Bengals keep it rolling. It didn't have to be pretty. Ugly wins are just as fun. Sometimes ugly wins are more fun. I'd, I'd much rather have an ugly win than a blowout. And that was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you, we can't start taking these for granted now. You know, we we I had know. Spent, gone I thirty. It. I had lived my entire life until Sunday of last year without mm -hmm. a playoff win, and I've seen four in the last year. So I I can't get greedy now. Man. <laughs> it was just awesome. Like I, I was literally just running around my living room, like go go yeah. go go like, go go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it, it's. Uh, it was funny too. Cause I had enough time to like, cause it took so long for him to get downfield. I had enough time to like unlock my phone or like face ID, pull out of my pocket, face ID, go to my camera, hit it. And this man's still running. Hadn't even got to the 50 yard line yet. And then people are still going nuts. Like it was just such a cool play in such an important game to just get over that hump. And all I have to say is NFL screw screw the committee screw the commissioner screw everybody we should be hosting that game but alas we are not 
We are stuck playing the Bills on the road, but it will be fine because the ba- the Bengals will go in and take care of business. Um, I I'm, I think the vibes are good. I think the vibes are pretty good going into this next game. It's going to be tough, but to the same effect, it's a team that, sure, we have tape on, but it's a team that we also get a free slate against going into this, and I think that'll be, you know, interesting as, you know, not really having that extra game to play, it's it's going to be a little bit harder for both teams. So, yep, yeah. Well, and then Justin, I just keep hearing from people who are like not Bengals fans, just like national people, or just people who just you know they don't they just talk about like you know, pardon my take, like my guy Trill Withers, like all these people who are not like Bengals fan. Well, Trill Withers, what used to be a Bengals fan before he hopped <laughs> off, um, but. All these people that Poor are guy. not like dyed in the wool from Cincinnati Bengals fans, you know, they're saying like, you know, the Bengals just might just have luck on their side and they just might just do this. And I'm like, is this the same team we're talking about? Like, yeah. and just man, Joe Burrow has changed so much. So, you know, it's I'm just looking forward to it. It's it's definitely an interesting time to be a Bengals fan. Um, you know, it's it's nice just having a team that succeeds like i mean we've we've had it with the bearcats but we've been longing for it for so long with the reds with the Bengals, and to just finally see all our blood sweat and tears you know watching games and going to games paying for gear paying for you know whatever to just be there and support this team feels like it's finally come to fruition and feels like we're finally getting that benefit and to hear a guy too, like Joe Burrow, here's a guy uh, to hear, hear Joe say that he wants to be on this team as a lifer and he wants Zach Taylor to be there with him, I think is huge. And also, I would just like to say, I saw this, uh, which was very interesting. Did not know this. Makes sense though. Zach Taylor is the only coach in the Bengals franchise history to have four playoff wins. And he did it yeah. all in a year year and change. <laughs> yeah wild joe Real burrow wild. has the most playoff playoff wins by a quarterback in franchise history too so. as well yeah it's <laughs> just crazy it's 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 an it's an incredible time to be a Bengals fan it's all coming at once and we're gonna hope that the train keeps on rolling um Damn right. but i think that covers just about everything that we had there so again as we mentioned at the top of the episode uh we've got chris helmers coming on here in just a minute It is a very, very fun interview, and he gives you all of the detail you could possibly want to know about the Bearcat. There is going to be a lot to learn, so stick around, listen to that, and uh, why don't you go give them a congratulations, too, because they work their ass off, and back-to-back champs, baby. Feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. All right, guys, we have none other than Chris Helmers, gold medalist, (laughs) leading the Bearcats to glory it has been a very very successful past weekend for the boys and ladies for the cheerleading team all around great trip for cincinnati chris how does it feel to be a champion uh well it feels just as good as it did last year because we're back to back champions baby <laughs> there it is that's right there it is there go, uh, baby it's uh man it's it's unbelievable um i i i I, I didn't interview didn't I didn't do an interview last year after we won uh thankfully because I was I was overcome with emotion 
uh, when we, it was our first one last year and they had me do an interview, which I'm actually trying to find um, <laughs> this year afterwards. And I was still overcome with emotion and it was still, <laughs> it was, I, I really want to see it because it was, uh, I know it was bad, but um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I told the guy, I was like, I, I just don't have any words, man. It was just, uh, it was a great effort all around. Um, not only, you know, we, it, Saturday was such a long day. Um, we, you know, we, we woke up and, um, our cheerleaders went and did their game day routine and Bearcat was obviously a part of that. And then, you know, two hours, three hours later, Bearcat competed in his, and then we wanted that. So it was like, by the end of Saturday night, we were like, holy man, holy crap, man. Like <laughs> all of that just happened in one day. Like it was, it was so surreal, but uh, yeah, it, it's great, man. It's a great feeling uh, to bring one home, uh, to bring another one home again for Cincinnati, especially the Bearcat mascot program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Collecting some hardware. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, absolutely. Hey, put it on the board, you know, back to back. Yeah, here, like, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, if I can flip my camera around, I'll show you guys here. Oh, I want to see. So these are, uh, these are, these are these are current nice. so that's uh so we got four right there and i just got this ring holder like for christmas from my sister-in-law and she uh she was the first to text me uh and say wait are you gonna have enough room now for, <laughs> for these next ones i said yeah so that's why i said i wanted one with seven holes so i had motivation to get more <laughs> And there it uh, is. I only got, I'm only gonna have one spot left. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's it's an unbelievable feeling, man. Yeah, well, uh, we'll have to get you one from on the podcast next year. Get your get your next uh, ring box for you taken care oh, of. Oh yeah, so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, Chris, Justin, and I know a little bit about your background with UC, but why don't you share with the listeners who may not know you as well, just like your background and how you got into. Uh, this crazy world of, you know, working with the mascot and working with the cheerleaders and stuff like, you know, tell us all about it. Yeah. So I, uh, I started at UC and back in 2013, which, oh my God, it, my high school freaking reunion is this year for our 10 year, which is just <laughs> absolutely crazy. I can't believe it's already gone that by, gone by that fast. Um, but no, I was big in the theater in high school. I love sports. Um, so uh, I, I started at, athletic training at UC. Um, that's actually where I, <laughs> I met Steve, uh, through media, um, when I was an athletic trainer with the football team there. Um, and I got to meet a lot of good guys there. Um, and then, um, I had, there was a flyer on campus for Bearcat mascot tryouts. Uh, I knew a couple of cheerleaders at the time and they thought it would be a good idea for me to, you know, try out. I was the right height, um, size and everything like that. I went to tryouts, didn't really know what to expect. Um, and then they had us do like choreography, like a dance for tryouts. And I was like, Oh, like, this is, <laughs> this is my, this is my kind of style here. And I just remember seeing, uh, now spirit coordinator, our spirit coordinator, Tabby's face when I, I did my high kick and she went, Oh, he's going to be good. And I, at, from that moment on, I never looked back. And uh, I, uh, three years, uh, 2015 to 2018, uh, was able to don the Bearcat uh, mascot suit. Um, hit about 450 appearances in three years. Um, and that's, uh, it's crazy. That's in, so that includes, you know, all of 
you know, basketball, football, baseball, you know, we go to tennis matches, we go to golf outings, we go to everything that you see. So, um, you know, if you get the lucky enough to do it, you, we consider you pretty much like the biggest Bearcat fan of all time. Um, just because you have to be, you know, engaged with what your, what event you're at and everything like that. But not only that, we go out to, you know, we do things around campus for UC, um, you know, and then we also go out and do community service appearances as well. So um, it's not just about the athletics and everything like that, um, but uh, that's a big part of, of what we do at UC. So, um, you know, and then I actually competed at nationals twice um, in my three years there. Um, I, I, I ended up personally placing in sixth and seventh place. Um, so not as good not as good as the guys have it now, but, um, you know, I didn't have, we didn't really have a coach, um, when, when I was doing this, we were kind of in limbo between marketing and cheer. Um, so we really didn't know which way to go and who to, we, we had a lot of great people that we could go to and ask questions and stuff like that and, and get advice from. But, um, now these guys, I don't think these guys realize, uh, you know, how, how good they, they really have it now. Um, and, uh, but they, but they really, they, they are the reason why I'm on here today. And, and, you know, we, we have two national championships. Um, they're, they're a hard working group of guys, um, that do everything and anything to make Bearcat, Bearcat. So, um, but yeah, so I graduated from UC in 2018. Um, did a little professional work around the Cincinnati area. Um, went and tried out out of Ohio um, at a couple uh, minor league teams, professional teams. Um, and then, you know, really just kind of didn't want to leave Cincinnati um, and just ended up staying here in Cincinnati. And uh, went to, I continued to go to tryouts every single year just to kind of see the you know, the guys and see who was coming and trying out and stuff like that. And then, uh, I guess it's been two years now, two years ago, March of 20, what is that? 2021. Yeah. March of 2021. Um, Tabby and uh, her assistant, Tim asked me if I wanted, they, they said, you know what, I think it's time that we, you know, we actually look into bringing you on as a coach. Um, and they said, it's not that they don't have the time for it. They said that these, you know, they deserve, the program deserves something like that. So, um, and ever since then, I haven't looked back, you know, um, it's been, it's an, been an unbelievable honor and privilege to kind of be in the spot that I am. I mean, you know, I, I get the best seats in the house for all the games. Um, even though sometimes I'm not really watching the games, um, people are <laughs> like, you know, you got the best seat in the house for all these games. I'm like, yeah, but like, honestly, I don't, like I might've seen like maybe two or three minutes of that Houston game that they're playing. And, <laughs> it's, and it's not because, you know, we weren't doing great on the court. It's just like, we're running around the entire arena the entire time. Um, and I don't really have time to kind of just sit and watch the game. Like I used to when I was in the suit, like that, that's what I, I would do. Um, and now it's more, you know, making sure that we're on time for marketing appearances and, you know, birthday visits or sweet visits or running around making sure he's on the court for splash for cash or whatever we're doing. So, um, you know, I, I, one of our assistants, um, CJ Henson always tells me, he says, where are you going to sit for this game? And I said, I don't sit. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I literally don't. I don't even have a seat in like the arena to sit down. So, um, you know, and it's the same for football too. You know, I, I, 
I am only watching the game when it's like fourth quarter and we're neck and neck, which has been a lot of UC football games. <laughs> in the past yeah. Two, three yeah. years. So, um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, my, you know, my time here, like I said, it's been, it's been crazy how it's kind of come for full circle for me. Um, and I love UC and everything about UC and, and, and Justin, I, you and I I've <laughs> met when I was probably, in the suit and then you were the photographer yeah. you were doing photography and so it i've met so many great people including the both of you and and, and everybody else and uh, and that continues to this day with the culture that uc's built there um and and it, and it just goes to show like today we came back in the morning and we had like it was crazy like we had just signs everywhere all over plastered over our lockers and locker rooms and and uh, coaches offices and stuff like that um you know that that to me just goes to show that we're you know because a lot of schools their their programs like this are kind of a little bit underappreciated i would say and and here they're definitely not you know our dance team seven time national champions 10 time world champions you know now our our cheer team has three national titles under their belt and now our mascot has two so you know we're we're uh, we're definitely on the rise and that's you know a lot to thank of our spirit coordinator tabby and and our her assistant tim and johnny and and everybody else so it's uh it's 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 been fun it's really been fun and i trust me i i as long as i'll be here we're gonna compete like every single year <laughs> to i like, love it like, I'll, Avi's got 11 national, 10 national titles and he's got the most right now. And we are, I think we're tied for second. We're tied for third um, right now behind Smokey. And there's another one as well. So, you know, uh, they say, they say three is a, as a dynasty. So uh, <laughs> we got to <laughs> hey, keep the ball rolling. Got to come for it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I was gonna add real quick, Justin, before uh, we we uh, before you go, um, are are you the personal hype man for Cincinnati UC sports? Because I feel like I see you on the board as much as I see the Bearcats sometimes. You know? <laughs> you know, well, I mean, I haven't been to a game since last year since I moved, but like you know, like because the camera's falling around Bearcat, and I, I always love seeing you get up like let's go, let's go. You know, so I, Dude, I, I, say I love that. I am absolutely all about the hype. I love hyping up like me, like Chris Lepore, man. I, I, I'm telling you what, that man is an awesome human being and coach. He gets me fired up and then I get them fired up. Like I will be sitting over on like I, I, if, if I get a chance to sit, I'll sit over there and I'll start like screaming and getting the cheerleaders excited and getting everybody jumped and amped up. Like, that's just, that's just what I, it, you know, I'm just passionate about UC. Like I'm, and it's kind of like how I was back in high school. Like I loved LaSalle high school. I, I went to LaSalle and I loved going to their sporting events and, and like being in the student section for like Friday night football games. Like that was like where I excelled at. Like, I just love being the hype man. Um, and, you know, when I was, when I was out of this, when I, you know, was the Bearcat and then I got out of it. I think that like let even more energy out of me not being in the suit. So like you see me like out of the suit, but I was really just in the suit, just doing it in the stands. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, now I'm on the sidelines and I'm doing it. I, our, our, I will say there's one person that's more hyped than I am on the sidelines. And that's our assistant cheer coach, Tim Murphy. You can find there's yep. a picture from when we played Ohio State in 2016. 
Chris Moore scored one of his first of three touchdowns and he is leaping up in the background. <laughs> like this is profile picture. He is, that man is, he can get anybody jacked up about UC Bearcats. I love it. But um, yeah. And he's kind of been, you know, that kind of a mentor and, and, and somebody who I look up to when it comes to passion and about UC for sure. Absolutely. I, I wanted to ask you this too, because we've kind of danced around it a little bit. Um, you know, this being with the program for so long, being a part of the university for so long, there's obviously been a lot of change, you know, through the highs and lows of sports, um, you know, now in your role, which clearly also has been very successful. If you guys haven't done the math, started this coaching role in 2020, and now we're back-to-back championships. This is 20, a very quick yield. <laughs> yeah, 2021. So, yeah. Or 21. It's, it's yeah, two, so even sooner. We're, we're, we're two for two right now. So, um, <laughs> with, yeah. But, yeah. So like I said, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been crazy, man. I, I, um, I just, you know, I, I, I've gotten messages from, um, you know, former mascots that were um, like other colleges mascots during my time. And, you know, guys that are current mascots for other programs that are reaching out to me um, because, you know, when I was in college, like Auburn Tiger was like, he was like here and I felt we were like mediocre. And so that was someone that we like always, I always tried to compete my, like put the standard, that was the standard. And I wanted us, I wanted our program to be at that level. And, um, you know, now that we've, you know, we've won two in a row down there, it's just like, people are messaging me, like, you know, you guys are the top dogs now, like, this is your, like you are doing this and I'm, and it really hasn't set in yet because like, you know, it, for for me personally, you know, it's just, it's not only increasing like UC's mascot program and the, the atmosphere and the, the people requesting Bearcat for their events and appearances, because every time people, have, my, my thing is you should get the best out of Bearcat every time you request a Bearcat appearance, you know, um, and and it's not only that, it's just raising the level of competition down at UCA. You know, when I was in suit, we were only getting like 30 to 35 video submissions every year. Now they're getting like 45 to 50. Um, so that just means more and more mascots are submitting videos, which is great for the sport because it just means that that's how much how that's how hard they're trying, you know, during the season to make an impact on, you know, their community and um, their their school and their sports and stuff like that. So um, that's really what it's all about. Like I said, I'm, I'm super competitive, but, um, at the end of the day, like those coaches of those other programs, like Auburn and Tennessee, like those guys are really close with me. Um, and, and I have a special bond, you know, one of Auburn's assistants was my mentor, um, when I was going through, you know, camp my first and second year. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's fun to win obviously. And it's fun to, but at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is create you know, more positive energy for this, this industry we call mascotting um, and, and putting smiles on people's faces. Cause that's really what it's all about. So. Yeah. And it, real quick too, to, to just kind of leap off that as well. Um, you know, I think this is just interesting with how much has changed over these past, you know, 10 years or so now looking forward to the big 12, like how do you see your role maybe changing with the conference and how do you see maybe in a different light, maybe competition shifts a little bit, but also how does the Bearcats role change in the Big well, 12? 
our role changes by now we get to actually have conference like for the con- like the football conference media days and stuff like that like the mascots get invited to that for the big 12 like we do ours over like zoom or something like that so we'll actually be able to go to like texas or you know wherever they decide to do the the big 12 like media day and that's for basketball and football um and we'll be able to go and hang out with all those you know other programs and their mascots like B- and now byu is going to be in there so i'm sure like there's going to be a lot more opportunity to um, call like collab and do different social media type things with like, you know, the BYU mascots huge on social media, just with all their dancing and stuff like that. And um, even like Houston and UCF are great, great programs that are coming as well. But, you know, TCU is one I can name off the top of my head. Texas will be there for the, the year or two or whatever. They'll be there. Um, they were just down at nationals with us. Same with Oklahoma. They were down there as well. So um, for us, it really doesn't change what we're trying to do um, here at Cincinnati, but it just opens up bigger doors um, for more, you know, more social coverage, more, um, you know, Bearcats face on, you know, the big 12 posters and, and big 12 media signs that are getting posted everywhere. Um, I, I, every time we tweet out to the big 12 about like doing something, they're always loving the Bearcat and what he's doing. So that's, that's super encouraging for us to look forward to. Um, and, you know, and, and like you kind of said it, the culture around UC has um, just increased so much since my time here, when I was a student to where it is now, you know, um, I, I just, and I, and I, don't mean to bring them up but like Luke Fickle came in here and completely changed the way this entire like athletic department operates um I feel that's a personal that's a personal opinion and you know Wes is Wes came in and he's the exact same way you know they these guys come into work every single day and they are going to push their guys to compete in every single way to make their team better but on the outside they are great human beings that care deeply about each and every per every person. Like, I, I can't believe that these guys know me by name. Like I'm the, I'm the mascot coach. I'm part, you know, I'm, I'm part time. I, I go down there for fun because I love it so much. And these guys know who I am and they know what I do. And like, even, even like John Cunningham, John Cunningham, knowing who I am and congratulating me and, and coming up to all of our guys who he knows, it's just, it's something that wasn't, it wasn't like that, you know, beforehand. Um, and, and it's, it's something that I really appreciate, um, you know, and, and not just our mascot program, our cheerleading program and our dance program are the same way, you know, um, they, they feel the same love coming from every single direction. So it's really awesome to see how, how much has evolved in UC. And again, not just athletics, the entire campus. I mean, look at, look at, what UC looks like now. I mean, when I know yeah. when Steve, when you were entering with me. And so like, I mean, I walked down Calhoun, I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> and, or like just on campus and you're just like these flashy buildings and now Deaconess is, you know, all redone over there. Like, it's just like, it's the campus has just come such a far away. And like I said, I'm just such a big UC fan. So like yeah. to see everything come together is just awesome. And then us winning as well. So, <laughs> yeah, that's always yeah, a nice cherry gonna, on top. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all Cincy guys. Like, we all remember, like, what it was like. I mean, even in the mid-2000s, you know, just, like, how much the entire, like, Clifton area has just changed, you know. It's just – it's absolutely crazy. And then, obviously, you know, the past five years of success has, has helped bring more and more to that. And I think absolutely. it's just, like, this vision that people have had for years of what it really could be. And, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's I, just I, really like, cool. I, like, and, and I'm sitting here today, like – you know, and you just mentioned the big 12 and it's just like, it's almost like from where I started back in 2013, now I'm sitting 2023 and I'm just like, what is the next 10 years going to look like in UC? Like, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so excited. Like, you know, I haven't gotten the pleasure to meet Scott Satterfield yet, but I'm so excited to be able to, um, and his staff, um, are going to be very, I, I have no doubt they're going to be just as, as welcoming as everybody else has been. Um, and it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. And that's not only, not only just football. I mean, like soccer's got a new coach, you know, it's things are, things are changing for the better. Um, and, you know, we got the right man at the helm in our athletic department and we got the right man, I think in, in the, the admissions office too, doing his part. So um, it's a great time to be a Bearcat for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I've said it better myself. <laughs> well, I, I've I've always wanted to ask you this personally, but I just I don't know why it has just hasn't come up in I'm I'm sure you don't really want to talk about work and like personal conversation, you know. But like, so can you? Uh, who is really working on like the, you know the game day presentations for Bearcat? Like, you know, for example, like yeah, I think he had a tank last year or this yeah. year or like mm -hmm. you know all that all those different like cool things that like you're able to do so is that you working with that or is that like a team effort or what like could so, you talk about yeah, that a we, little bit we've got yes yeah, so we've got um a team of six to seven guys normally um that are students at the university of cincinnati um who are part of our cheer program and bearcat mascot program um that um so I'm, I'm kind of like the organizer and, you know, the guy who sits every, I, I come down every Monday and Wednesday and we meet um, in person and we'll brainstorm ideas and we'll go over things um, to kind of think of ideas of what Bearcat can do at each and every game. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll think of those things on, we usually will sit down preseason and have like a discussion of who's on our schedule for football. Um, and, and then we'll think of things for basketball as well. Um, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's a kind of a weekly meeting and then we'll get to work that week. Um, and we'll make the props, we'll get costumes, um, you know, ordering stuff in offline or having to make stuff out of cardboard. Um, and, you know, then painting and drying or whatever we, you know, whatever we have planned, like you, you said, like a tank, like actually that was during my years and we built that three hours before the game. Um, <laughs> so, you know, those kinds of things are just like, you know, it's kind of just that, that, and that's what we're looking for is creativity um, and guys that, um, you know, really, really are passionate about UC sports and UC athletics um, and, and just being a UC fan in general. Um, but creativity um, and, you know, it, it doesn't help if you can't take break, uh, you know, break a dance move out every now and then too. Um, but uh, yeah. And then, you know, when it comes to game day, I'm kind of just the facilitator, you know, we've got, you know, we've got the handlers and everything like that. And then it's just uh, shows on and uh, we're, we're just with Bearcat the entire time. Um, 
filing through, um, you know, the whole game, making sure we get breaks and everything like that. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll, you, you'll probably see most of, most of the time myself is videotaping um, Bearcat because that's what our nationals film requires is a videotape, a two minute videotape, which, in, which that includes like, so quick little overview of how nationals kinds of works. And this will wrap into your question really. Um, so our national tape, our nationals tape um, is um, five categories. It has to be two minutes long and it's kind of like our entry video. Um, so it'll include the five categories are game day atmosphere. So like traditions and like, so like the flag run that he does, the flag wave, you know, down the drive, that kind of stuff. Um, and then community service. Um, so going out doing community appearances, that kind of stuff. Um, and then like YMCA event is a really good one. We do the flying pig marathon every single year. Um, just so forth and so like the, the babies at the they beat uh the beat savior babies that we do every mm -hmm. single year um that that's always a fun event too um and then the third one is school activities so your involvement on school campus like um say if there's like a petting zoo on campus or you know you're going around doing missions events and stuff like that um and then the fourth category is cheer band and dance so your involvement with cheer band and dance um, and then the fifth one is crowd involvement. So your involvement, obviously, in the crowd, which Bearcat has done a very good job of this year. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the video, but Bearcat was like in the crowd dressed as, you know, our theme was 1776. We were playing Navy <laughs> and he was in a boat, you know, you know, we said crossing the Delaware, but crossing the Red, pretty much crossing the Red Sea and like. I went up there and I said, Hey guys, you know, can, who can, who wants to lift Bearcat up like in a boat? And all these people go, me, 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 me. Like <laughs> I do, I do, I do. So I'm like, all right, we're start here. We're going to go all the way across the student section. And like, he made it maybe like <laughs> not even a quarter of the way. And that boat gave out in the front and the whole thing went down. <laughs> and then you just hear like, silence in the student section like just dead silence and then all of a sudden you just see bearcat's head pop up and yeah. the crowd just go nuts and so I like that's that. like a, that's like a good that's like great. crowd that's how it that's how our video ended this year like our highlight our our national yeah. entry video ended that was on that clip and yeah. uh, so like that is what you know we're i'm not saying that's what we're aiming for at every single game but like you know they all everybody sees all these different costumes and and props and they're always like why is he doing that and it's really just you know we we do things that people are like i don't understand what's going on here like we dressed as like we did a we did space like we dressed as an astronaut one time like this year we were a tennis player for the retirement of serena williams we're always looking for like the trendy things that are happening um but like next year like it's a whole new uh, ball game because we are playing teams that we've never played before. So now we've got, you know, whoever comes and I don't know, I'm not going to speculate, but if we have Texas or Oklahoma come next year to Nippert stadium, like I'm pretty much <laughs> positive. I'm going to dress Bearcat up as like Bevo or something like that, or like, <laughs> Ugga, like the bulldog and like dress them all in red. Like it's just that kind of stuff. Like it's just thinking off the fly really. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, that two minute highlight video gets submitted down the UCA and 
Um, you know, they pick the top 10 videos. Um, the top four get an invite down, so they get a free trip down to Orlando pretty much. Um, so the past two years, we actually came in second, and then we came in third, and that's 50% of our score. And then we performed the skit, um, which I'm hoping we'll post probably sometime tomorrow. We just got the full uh, video, like the actual video of our national championship skit. Um, and then that's the other half. So two years in a row, we've started, you know, behind the eight ball. Um, and, you know, we've been able to perform the skit well enough to where we've moved up in the first place both years. So, um, nice. yeah, it's, it's, it's really a credit to, you know, like I said, the credit is to the guys that, you know, come in every day, they're committed to the program. They're committed to, you know, making Bearcat look good uh, day in and day out. Um, and, and it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's all credit to them. I'm, I'm kind of just the facilitator and duties. Um, I'm more so just making sure we're doing the right things at all times. You know, I always tell, I always tell our, our guys in the program that, you know, like there's a line um, we can get, just right under that line just don't just don't hop over it um because there was an incident back in 2009 you guys all know it i don't want to mention it that was crossing mm -hmm. the line i don't know who that was i don't know what it was but i don't we don't even mention it in our program anymore because like that's such a thing in the past and i i see pictures all the time online and i'm i always try and like message the people like dude we've got like thousands and thousands <laughs> of photos that you could have posted why do you got to post that one so and that's you know that's always been my goal too is to you know when I first started was to make people forget about that incident and I feel like with two national championships now like that's kind of in the past and it, it's right. never going to obviously go away because nothing on you know the internet goes away yeah. but um you know my I always say we got to make Bearcat look like the best of the best. And in order to do that, you can't have something like that kind of bogging them down and stuff like that. So um, now I'm not, you know, the, the video of him crushing kids in uh, mascot <laughs> versus kids at the Bengals game, obviously uh, boosted our viral sensation moment. Um, but Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great opportunity um, for, you know, for students to get involved at UC um, in something that they never thought they'd get involved with. Um, and that's with cheer as well and dance. You know, obviously dance is a little more strict with tryouts as, as far as who makes it and who doesn't. Um, you know, for our tryouts, we, you know, we usually get about 20 to 25 kids um, that come and uh, want to be a part of the program and help, you know, build props and do social media and that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's my decision of who, who gets to, who gets to put the suit on and, and who gets to go out there and represent the university of Cincinnati the right way. Absolutely. We've, we're, we're running close on time here. So I have one <laughs> last question. Yeah. This sorry. one I is, I, I ramble. I could, I could go <laughs> no, on no, no. talking about this for like three hours, four hours, man. <laughs> no, you're good, man. This, this is the last question I had for you because if you, for, for those of you who grew up with the program, you might remember at one point in time, the Bearcat skydiving. And I'm just yeah. curious if now that we're in the Big 12, maybe there's a bigger budget, maybe some, some, maybe some wounds have been healed or something. Is there a possibility that we could see a skydiving Bearcat once more? So... I will, I will definitely be working on that. Uh, I have a great relationship Perfect. with start skydiving, start, start, uh, excuse me, start skydiving.com. 
or wherever they're at and out in Middletown. Um, I actually, my, is that my senior year? My senior year, I went and did skydiving um, for, and I did it specifically just for our, <laughs> for our video um, and social media purposes, but I wanted it in our video for our highlight video. Um, but yeah, that, that would, that is something that I would love to bring back. Cause I know we, we did it a couple times. Um, now there was an incident where a guy, um, it was, it was a skydiver who did it by himself. Um, that will never happen again. Um, of somebody being in the, by themselves, it would have to be like a tandem jump. Um, because that did not go well. I think he hit one of the, like the power line or the camera line and then like broke his leg, um, in suit. Um, so that, that did not go over well. I, I remember, I vividly remember seeing that, that video all the time and asking our coaches about it and, uh, it, that, so, but a tandem jump probably was, wouldn't be out of the question. Um, you know, I'm always trying to look for the next best thing to do. Um, you know, I'm hopefully, hopefully maybe not this year in basketball, but for the big 12, we'll have some cool, I know we used to come down from the rafters, um, yeah. Yeah. In, the, in the big and uh, for from some of the AAC games, especially for Xavier, we used to do that. Um, it's just uh, we're, we're so, you know, ever since COVID, you know, ever since COVID happened, um, you know, our got the, the mascot Bearcat didn't get to do any outside appearances. So like it shut our program down for pretty much like a year, which was horrible. Um, and now we are like back on track with how many appearances we're doing. And even more now because we've won and people know who we are. Um, we've got a lot of fundraising things going on with, I don't know if you guys saw the Bearcat calendar that came out this year for the first time ever. Um, mm -hmm. We got Valentine's day stuff coming up this year, uh, senior pictures with Bearcat to fill your own slot. You can mm -hmm. like fill in your own slots and stuff like that to get pictures with Bearcat. So we've just got so many like cool and new things coming for the program um, that, you know, it's, it's sometimes we sometimes lose sight of like those cool, like, cause like, listen, I don't, I watch BY. I follow Cosmo the Cougar on freaking social media. That dude is insane. I don't even know how they can get like, I don't even know how legally they get to do some of that stuff. That they do. <laughs> yeah. Like we couldn't, we, we had to like, it, you know, going through like our risk management stuff for just to wear stilts on the football field. Like that was, in, it was insane. So, you know, but obviously like I want to do everything that I can to bring entertainment to fans and, um, you know, coming from the rafters is one thing that comes to mind when you, you mentioned skydiving. But yeah, I, you know, skydiving onto the in the Nippert Stadium, you know, with the American flag would be that would be a sight to see. I I would for sure love to see that do to happen again. But um, you know, I'll have to I have to you know pull some strings. You know, maybe <laughs> two -time national champ mascot would be able to you know pull a little bit more weight around there. <laughs> maybe but, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, our, our marketing our marketing department is fantastic. Um, they they've got so many good ideas uh, coming up. You know, even with the rest of this basketball season. And it's, it's hard with, you know, just with, you know, the schedule and, and, and everything like that. But, you know, as long as our fans continue to support and come out and, and do what they do, we're going to we're going to give them uh, some entertainment and, and some fun things to to watch um, and, and keep an eye. Like this year, we did the mascot mania for the first time ever. And it was a blast and people loved it. We got so many great comments on it. So, like, I'm already like planning things for next year for mascot mania and like possibly pulling mascots from other professional teams outside of Cincinnati to bring in. So like, 
Um, I've got great relationships with a bunch of guys that are out of, you know, out of town mascots, professional guys. So, um, you know, and it's just, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It entertains people. Um, and, and people, you know, it puts a smile on people's faces when, you know, they see those freaking mascots running around like crazy. <laughs> it looks like a bunch <laughs> of chickens with their heads cut off sometimes. So, <laughs> well, Chris, I think we're going to lose you here, but, uh, um, so we just finished up our interview with Chris Helmers. Uh, it's great to have him on again, back-to-back national champions. Congratulations to the entire Bearcat team or mascots, as well as cheerleading hell of an effort this weekend. Keep it going. Bring home, bring home more hardware. We'd like to see Seriously, it. man. Yeah. Our, our, our cheer team and our dance team, they kill it. And like, they are, it's pretty cool to hear, you know, welcome to the floor, your seven time national and 10 time world. Like that's so cool, man. And yeah. like, they're, you know, they're people that come to Cincinnati and love cheering on the cats, just like you and I. And it was so great to hear like some of the stories and some of the, you know, behind the scenes behind like what makes, I think really think Bearcat is one of the greatest mascots in, in college sports. So, you know, I really, really enjoy the chance to get to uh, get to talk to Chris. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And I think the, uh, the only thing that I would still love to see, and I'm interested to see here in the future, now that we're going to be in the big 12, um, there's plenty of big 12 Bearcat or sorry, big 12 mascots in commercials for ESPN for all this other stuff. Like I just saw That's one right. that had what four big 12 mascots. Bearcats back to back national champion. Let's get let's get some telly time for the Bearcat. I'd like to Seriously, see that. But put some respect on his name. Yes. Yes, sir. Um, but again, um, thank you guys for tuning into that. It is great to have uh Chris on, and we are always excited to have guests. Uh, we are gonna try to bring on some more guests here in the future, but um, with that said, thank you guys for listening. This has been Viva the Cats. We will see you next week. Go Bearcats. Go Bearcats. Sports Social Podcast Network.